Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are talking with Larissa Stinga of R Larissa Stinga Photography. Larissa is a very good friend of ours. Uh, we've shot together on the vineyard, and we enjoy talking to each other about Formula One. So uh, she does amazing work, and I will 100% admit that she has some of the most unique photos out of all the photographers that we, that we follow and we're friends with. So I am super stoked to have her on today. Larissa, how are you doing? Wait, I did not expect this kind introduction, and now my face is smiling, so I need to tone it down. Great, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that introduction. Of course, that's why people like coming on the show. They're like, oh my God, like Phil's just going to kiss my ass for a few minutes. That's great. <laughs> Self-confidence went up. Why there am I taking therapy? Yeah, I know, right? So yeah. let's let's start at the beginning. So for those of you that don't know, Larissa is from Romania. So why don't you tell us what brought you from Romania to the United States? Oh, God. Yeah. Long story. How much do you have? <laughs> I think time. it was uh, nine years ago. There's a program famous in Eastern Europe, probably Eastern Europe. Uh, it's called Work and Travel. It's for students. You have to have like good grades and just apply for this program to go to the U.S. and experience, I don't know, the life there. And they find you a job and somewhere to stay. And then you have a month at the end to travel if you want, or you can keep on working, whatever you pick. So uh, I signed up nine years ago and I came to the U.S. with my brother and my best friend uh, back then. And it was, it, it was interesting. Like, Coming from Romania, you only have this image from the movies about America. It's very unreachable. It's not like you would go to, I don't know, France because it's close and you buy a ticket and that's it. America is very far and unreachable. So it was definitely a journey. Definitely a journey. <laughs> we didn't even know where we're going to go. Like we didn't do any research. We got the jobs in this place called. Edgartown Cape Cod <laughs> we didn't even know it's an island but then we put we put it on maps to see how we get from Logan Airport to Edgartown Cape Cod and we saw a ferry ride for 45 minutes and we were like what we're going on an island that's so cool and then so we for, landed well for the listeners just so everybody knows Edgartown is on Martha's Vineyard so it's it's one of yeah. the it's, yeah it's part of the Cape and Islands so you got the Cape then you have Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket make up the islands and Eggertown is on the vineyard. So everybody knows what she's, what she means. She's, when she what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hop on the ferry. Um, yeah. So that was the, the first summer we came here for a summer. I worked at scoops, which is an ice cream shop, cute ice cream shop. Um, and that was the first introduction to America and then spend the whole summer here it was great it was actually fantastic we were 15 people from all over Europe in one house two bedrooms trying to like yeah it was bad it was like one bedroom for the girls and one for the guys and it was a mess everywhere <laughs> and you had no personal space but everyone was so excited it was America we were here we're, here, we're all here let's have have a good time. Yeah, I mean, you were on the vineyard too. Like, I can think of worse, worse places. I mean, that's, it's like you lucked out. True. I mean, yeah. But in the same time, it's the most expensive place 
on the, in the East Coast, probably. And you come from Eastern Europe where you have nothing. And my first job paid eight bucks an hour. So imagine what can you do with that? First first trip to TJ Maxx was glorious. <laughs> 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 to change prices. Yeah. So you, you came out here for the summer. Did you go back to Romania or did you stay? Yes, I went back to Romania to graduate school, graduate college. And then I always knew that winter that I want to come back. So I apply again. I apply for a master's degree in Romania because you have to be a student to come with that visa. Mm -hmm. So I always knew I'm never going to finish that. I'm just signing up so I can come to the U.S. And um, I came here the second time with a job in a coffee shop. That's owned by like one of my best friends now and worked there, worked like four jobs that summer. So I can buy a camera. It Which coffee intense. shop? Nat's Nook, the best coffee shop on the island. Mm, I'm trying to think if I've been there. It's in Vineyard Heaven. You just walk from the ferry up and it's on Main uh, Street. Okay. I'll take you there next time. It's a little nook. Very okay. cute. Crepes, if you like crepes. Yeah. Put some Nutella <laughs> and banana on it and I'll, I'll eat that. Yeah. Days. I take my clients there and I put sugar in them, <laughs> give them a sugar rice. So should we do this? Yeah. Let's do those engagement photos. Now they're like running around in circles. <laughs> yeah. Take my photo. <laughs> and then their, their sugar drops <laughs> and then yeah. you can do those romantic <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Um, so you save up, you save up and you, you get a camera. I get a camera, but I'm so overwhelmed with work. I have so many jobs. I'm so tired. I don't even take any pictures for like a month. I was working day and night. I didn't find one hour to take the camera out of the box and go outside and shoot. It was literally, okay, I have an hour off. Should I sleep, eat or wash my hair? It, it was that hard. Um, but then the winter came and imagine winter on an empty island. <laughs> you have yeah. all the time in the world <laughs> to do whatever. Um, and then I got, I tried to get jobs that are more in the photography industry. So I worked for the paper, local paper, Martha's Vineyard Times Oh, cool. as, as a freelancer. It was cool. I met a lot of people, but it was, it was very hard. I didn't have a card. They would send you to all these events around the island. And I have anxiety just like meeting new people and all that. So send me without a car, with the camera. I don't know what I'm doing. Document this Super Bowl fight or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first, that was my first uh, job, the Super Bowl in a bar. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So what, so you started to branch off into wedding photography at that point. I didn't. So I never wanted to be a wedding photographer. This I hope this doesn't upset anyone. In Romania, the nine years ago in Romania, to be a wedding photographer was kind of the lowest type of art you could do. It wasn't even an art. You were just this person who comes and takes pictures and everyone treats you like crap. <laughs> it wasn't something great the weddings are not weren't fun there were like 24 hours wedding and you work your ass off there and it, it wasn't 24 something hours like 24 like hours shooting like, for 24 hours 
Yeah, like the cake is coming at 5 a.m. Good luck staying alive. Huh. Yeah, now, huh. it, now it changed. <laughs> it changed. Um, so, and then the photographers, they, it wasn't like, wait, I'm hiring a wedding photographer. You would hire the whole package. They would do video, uh, photography. They would bring bows for your chairs and maybe they would do something else, decorations or something. It was like, a whole package nobody was just focusing on photography it was weird um so I never wanted to be a photographer to be honest but I wanted to do photography so working at that coffee shop I just told everyone that I'm a photographer <laughs> like here's your crepe and your coffee but just so you know if you ever need a photographer and I'm my card here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my real job is photography okay <laughs> this is temporary and People remember that. I think I was very pushy because they remember that. Someone, a dear friend now who was doing a fashion magazine on the island, dressed in Vichy, remembered that and had me uh, photograph some issues for her. And then this event planner came in desperate that she lost her photographer for one of her elopements that week. And she was like, I remember you said that. I'm desperate. I don't know where to go. Do you want to shoot a wedding this weekend? <laughs> what? What? I don't even know what that is. Yes, I'll do it. <laughs> Should it's like, be I got fun. it. I got it. Yeah. Put this bad boy on auto and we go fire yeah. away. <laughs> well, the good thing is that I never shot on auto ever because when I learned, someone told me, if you ever want to be a photographer, don't touch the auto button. So I got scared. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to be a photographer that's not shooting auto. <laughs> so all manual. Um, and I just bought the Jasmine Star <laughs> photography for, I don't know what it was called, wedding photography for beginners or something, and spent that week literally learning every step of a wedding day, how to photograph it, took notes. It was it was so stressful, but it was amazing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I I want to talk about your Vogue story your controversial yes. vogue story so tell, my tell highest us, achievement yes tell us all about that oh man i'm trying to forget about that episode so imagine this story that i just said you want to succeed you're in a new place you just work your ass off to just break in the industry and make a name for yourself and all that and then you have a wedding and it made made it to vogue which is right <laughs> everyone's dream um and i was in romania when that happened it was a wedding in in the fall and it was 30 people outside it was a beautiful wedding and it was obviously in times of covid but everything was all the rules were respected. Like we all wear masks, the vendors, we, the, the whole wedding was outside. There was nothing, nothing that was, I don't know, weird about it. It all felt very safe. Nobody was vaccinated by then. So it was just like rapid tests and COVID tests because testing on the island was free. So it's, Anyway, this beautiful wedding. And then it makes it to Vogue. And then this article is so beautiful and long. And they used 87 pictures. Holy and cow. I, yes. And I'm in Romania. And this is just 
I started shaking. Maybe there were tears. I'm so excited. My wedding made it to Vogue. My friends were excited for me. They started to share this. Like, so proud of my friend. She made it to Vogue. So good. I was on the way. I was so, it was so nice. But I went to bed because I'm in Romania and it's night. And by the time I wake up in the morning, the article is taken down from Vogue. And I'm tagged in so many groups, in so many comments, in so much hate and like scandal and Boston Globe, uh, like little, uh, I don't know, chat box and Martha's Vineyard Times and Gazette and everywhere, Facebook so what, groups. What was the hate all about? The hate was that how dare they publish a pic so the inside story was that someone from the venue i think someone from the venue had covid obviously they didn't know and some people got it from that wedding um it was the weekend of halloween after so there were a lot of kids just wandering around spreading the c word (laughs) and um people think that this was a super spreader the wedding but it was combined with a lot of events that were just a lot of people in the same spot outside. We can't know if that was the super spreader or not. Either way, nobody knew at the wedding that this is going to be a super spreader. All the vendors were there to do their job. They were protecting themselves however they could. It, was, it, it wasn't fair that people were kind of looking at the vendors. How dare you share this and be proud of this, making making it to Vogue when it harmed the island. So the story was that this wedding harmed the island and uh, the numbers went up and we're just keep talking about it and share it and we're so proud of it. And it was kind of like some people got upset. And those people (laughs) wrote to the editor of Vogue (laughs) and shamed them. How dare you post this? So I guess they just didn't want a PR scandal. Um, and then, just you know, some people, they like gossip. They like a good story and some scandal. So everyone shared their opinion. Either they, I don't know, they were supposed to or not. They would even like print screen one of my pictures with the groomsmen on a hill from the night before where I was like, just walk towards me and, you know, pretend you're in a James Bond commercial, something, something, trying to take a cool picture of them. And one of them put his hand like to his nose like this and people print screen that and post it on a Facebook group. And they're like, and look at this photographer, this groomsman is coughing from COVID and she doesn't even care. (laughs) What? are you talking about i'm trying to think of what that's called so i can explain to the listeners what you just did it's it's not the dap what it's a was dab. that it's a it, is it the adult da- well, dab <laughs> no it was it was something that everybody did i, I think it was a football thing an american like, football thing yeah because you went like that was like a the, the, i'm mimicking it like people can see me right now but um yeah, no. So it, it's definitely not him covering his hand from a cough. It was. It was like a cool walk going. where you cover your face, kind of like uh, 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 you laugh, you walk, you bring your hands. You're, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was 
Yeah, I know. I'm going to say something really controversial right now, but all of those YouTube doctors are uh, <laughs> they can get a little <laughs> Facebook doctors. Yeah, they can get a little ahead of themselves, but um, yeah, no, that yeah. sucks. That was that's you know that sucks. So and two years later, people are still talking about it because we had some guests this summer and they went shopping on Main Street in the little town where I live, and somehow this person that was visiting me. Uh, started a conversation with someone from a clothing store and uh, one thing led to another and she's like oh yeah do you remember the covid scandal it was a uh, pretty bad the whole island got infected I'm like what that didn't happen what <laughs> what what is happening They're right like now the pandemic started on the island it yeah. was all from this one event you're like wait what yeah i was definitely not used to the hate like it was the first time when i was properly properly just i don't know targeted me and the other vendors the other vendors actually had it worse they had had it worse i'm not gonna say names but it was it was definitely hard it was a month where everyone was just talking about this and yeah some people were really supportive and they started to realize that this is getting out of control and let's support these people that were just there doing their craft. <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, I, I think, I think where I start to struggle with a lot of this stuff is if you were following the COVID protocols at that time, then you're, you're doing what you were supposed to do. Now, if it was yeah. just a, like an indoor event with 400 people, no one wearing masks, like everybody just coughing all over each other, that like, that's a different story. But if you're exactly. doing everything that was required on the island, it's outdoor. Everybody was wearing a mask. It was socially distanced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think vac- if that was in 2020, we didn't have vaccines back then. So no, no nobody, nobody could be vaccinated. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it just seems like it's very like people like manufacture scandals just to it's just clickbait at that point. Yeah. And then you get, you know, these legions of people that just want to jump on the bandwagon and just spit this hate and vitriol that it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. So it was ridiculous, but the uh, yeah. The the I don't know, the bright side of it was that people from the industry some were upset about it and some were very supportive, like Guys, a wedding from Martha's Vineyard just made it to Vogue, and that will inspire other people to maybe get come and get married on this island. And if people come and get married on this island, it benefits everyone, like the florists, the makeup artists, the caterers. Yeah, it's an island everyone. economy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to go back to the important thing is that the people were following; they were doing what the board of health said to do. Yeah. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's the other piece. It's not like it was like this willy nilly, you know, F all the rules and we're going to do what I want. It's no, like everybody <laughs> was doing what they were supposed to do. Like what I don't. So it yeah. just seems that there's always this uh, like ton of false outrage. Like people just want to be outraged over anything anymore. Exactly. It doesn't matter like what it yeah. is, which is yeah. a sad state. Anywho. It's over now, and I have the, the little icon uh, published in Vogue on my website, so I guess. Yeah, they never took, did they ever take the article down? Or? They did, but I have a link, because everything obviously stays in the yeah. cloud somewhere, so I have yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
And if you press on the little icon, it takes you to that. So you can still read it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Send it to you. So let's, let's talk about finding your style because your, your style of photography is very, very unique. I really do love your photos. Uh, Um, Thank you. So you're welcome. Uh, (laughs) 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 Where, where do you think, like, how, how would you recommend that somebody who, say, is just starting out, like, where do you think that they should start to kind of figure out, like, this is the way that I want either my photos or my films, like, this is the way that I want things to look? To look. Well, I think we, as artists and creatives, we already have some things, like, I bet everyone has some pictures saved on Instagram or some Pinterest pictures saved somewhere or magazines or they have some like favorite scenes from the movies that impacted them it's probably at some point we like registered in our head all these little things that inspire us or we like how they look or how they made us feel and all that so maybe just start creating a mood board of those start looking at everything you ever saved and liked and look at I don't know it doesn't have to be from the industry at all. Please don't make it from, like, don't look at videography and photography. Look everywhere. Look at magazines. Look at fonts. Look at colors. I don't know, on a, at a beach, in a forest, on a walk. Just whenever you see something visually pleasing, think about why you like it. Kind of deconstruct it. What, what are the colors in here? What is... What is about this that makes me feel happy, sad, nostalgia, whatever it is. So definitely we have already a style in us, right? Because we dress a certain way. Go to your closet. Look what kind of colors do you always wear. That's We already have a style. We just don't know it yet. So that's the hard part part, to kind of look around in your yard and pick and choose. notice everything so start from a mood board <laughs> no i think a mood board i think that's a really good idea um Obviously because it gives you something at, tangible sorry. yeah no i was just gonna say it just gives you something yeah. tans- tangible to look at and yeah and probably we already uh follow some videographers or some photographers we like their work it's a hundred percent fine to consume their work and be inspired by it it's Whoever says that they weren't ever inspired by someone else's work, they're lying because I don't think you just showed up and you had this unique and original style and you weren't influenced by anyone ever. Like, that's not possible. Even if you didn't think you were influenced, your brain was registering something. So it's okay to look at other people, see what you like, see what they do, see what parts of it you like. Because, like, What is style after all? Is it how you shoot, how you edit, how you approach an event or whatever you're shooting, right? So just, again, deconstruct what you like. Look at a five, ten photographers, videographers that you like and what do you like about it? What do you like about that wedding video? Do you like the transitions? Do you like the music? Do you like the storytelling behind it? Do you like how the story was told how it was like shot 
I think it should start from there. Right? Yeah. No. So there, there was, I'm actually, I'm on your website right now. And, uh, oh, great. But uh, what, what I was going to say is I, I think that while people are doing that, it's also important not to try to mimic everything that people are doing. Cause like one thing that I noticed that's super popular in wedding videography right now is like this desaturated, uh, like highly contrasted look. And you see a lot of, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, like you can get it with certain, do you, do you use LUTs when in photography? I don't know if lookup tables or a, no, we don't. We use Presets. Yeah, presets, right? Yeah, yeah it's the right. same thing. Yeah. Yeah, same, I was going to say, same exact concept. It's just you need a LUT for a video and it's a preset mm-hmm. for a photo. But, um, and you, you see people purchasing a lot of the same things to like get that base. And I see a lot of people mimicking the same look. And yeah. what I get told a lot when I'm on the call with our couples is our colors are wildly different from that. And it's not because I'm trying to be, you know, special and it's just, it's a personal preference. Like I like the way that our colors look like I, but, um, I also don't want people to jump on the bandwagon either. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like like there's, you you know what I mean? Like you still need to find you. Um, Yes. Cause like when I'm looking at your website, I have three photos in front of me right now. I have a Lambert's (laughs) Cove beach elopement. I have Martha's Vineyard engagement photos and elopement in the Canary Islands of Spain. So fuck you for that one. And uh, <laughs> hey, I think uh, it. Uh, but uh, I know right now there's a listener that just had a heart attack. They're like, "Oh my god, it's we're friends, okay, people, we're friends." So, uh, but these photos are there are three distinctly different styles. You have one that's black and white. You have one that's more natural, and then the Canary Islands one is backlit, and it's very contrasty. There are three distinct things going on between these three photos, and they're all, you know, framed right. The composition is right. Like, the colors are, well, in my opinion, the colors are right. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff. And I I really do love your black and white photos. Thank you. Because I I think that they, they look good. And I know that that's like a very generic statement, however, comma, the uh you get some that just look mushy you know yeah. what i mean like it just does it yeah. it looks like somebody just went in and just tried to just blanketly remove the color but um no so yeah. and i think that's what makes your stuff so unique which and i'm not trying to bring myself into this but it's also what makes our stuff unique is that if you look at four of our videos on our website none of them really look the same like they're mm-hmm. tailored to the colors the color palette that the the couple has chosen. So if we're if I'm doing a wedding in the fall, I will punch out those oranges and that you know what I mean like I will intentionally yeah. bring those out uh because it's a fall wedding. Like that's what the exactly. couple is looking for. If it's a summer wedding, you know what I mean? Like there's there's all mm-hmm. kinds of different and I think that it's important to kind of isolate what you like and what you can do. Um uh, based off of that so, so back I, to your point don't follow yeah. trends i 100 percent agree with that don't follow yeah. the trends because they're trends and they're, they'll change and you if you want to stand out or even 
let's say you're starting out, right? Because it's for beginners we're talking about. <laughs> well, we're going to um, get to people that we're going to get to people that have already started next. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's say you just started out. You can look at all the trends, identify them, see what they are, so you know what's out there, and then. Honestly, those pictures that you saw on my website, it's I first follow the trend. So I know what I'm talking about. I followed the trend for a couple of years and it wasn't necessarily following the trend, but was fitting in. I'm I'm new to this country, I'm new to this place. The industry is hard to get in. There's so much competition. Why would they ever hire me? All this like scary thoughts in my head and self-doubt. So what I did was just to look what other people are doing and try to be that so event planners can give me work so the magazine can publish my weddings um so i kind of did that and it was extremely hard to move past it and and i don't know press pause and look at my work and actually is this work what I really want to show and what I really want to do. And I'm even attracting these type of couples that want this. And my couples will probably want, if they want me, then I should show them me. Right. Mm -hmm. So that year with the pandemic, I came back and I worked on my website. I literally deleted my website and started from scratch and change everything and every picture that I ever liked and I ever thought about oh maybe this is too dark or maybe this is too moody or maybe this is too bright or whatever it was if I liked it I left it like that that was the only strategy do I like this I don't care about anyone else I'm gonna leave it here so I finished that website and slowly the right people that I always dreamed of started to see that and like it and even give me that feedback like, oh, I've been looking around photographers on the island and your work stood out. Well, yeah, because I'm not doing whatever else, everyone else yeah. is doing. It's like so easy, <laughs> but I had to do the long way. So if that, that's the advice. I know it's hard and scary. But start however your heart tells you to and whatever you you like. And people will find you. And people that will like the same things that you like, they'll hire you. They'll want you. They'll, they'll be your people. Yeah, and I, I think that's a perfect segue into uh, identifying people's style who've already been at this for a couple of years. Because yeah. I'm sure that there's plenty of people that had exactly what you just described, just a ton of stuff on their website that what I like to call is the shotgun approach to mm -hmm. where you have a little bit of everything and nothing is really kind of honed in. Like you yes. have, uh, say desaturated photos or desaturated videos and then hypersaturated photos and hypersaturated videos. You have, locations to where everything was shot in one spot. So the ceremony was done like on a cliff and then you went to the tent right behind it for a reception. And then you have ceremonies that were done in a church and then you went, you know, to a, a, a venue for the reception and that kind of stuff. And I think that mm -hmm. that kind of 
and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be insulting when I say this, but that kind of like scatterbrained stuff, uh, it's confusing to the people who are coming to your website because they just see a lot of different stuff and they don't really know like what, like what they would get, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And I think that might detract a lot of people too. Cause I, I try to explain to people that there's riches and niches. Mm Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's, uh, there's a niche for everything. Like if you only wanted to shoot weddings, um, if you only wanted to do Gothic weddings on Tuesdays, I guarantee you could do that all year round in Salem. Yeah. Guarantee that there's a market for that up there. Like it doesn't matter like what you're trying to do. Like there is a niche for it and you just, you, you really need to work to identify that niche and that style is going to be your niche. So, with that being said, just to, with <laughs> transitioning were, smoothly into the next topic. Yeah, I mean, so, so I, I, I think that to kind of piggyback with what you were talking about, you need to have like a very realistic conversation with yourself mm-hmm. on what you like, and then like the chopping block needs to come out. And like what you said with your website, you're like, I like these photos. I don't like these photos. Let me get rid of these ones. And then you just start to drill down, down, down until you're getting, you'll attract the couples that you want to work with on your website. Yeah. So. And the, the, the colors, cause now we're basically talking about colors um, and kind of like the vibe of it, how it looks, but that's such a small part of it. Um, when you talk about style, cause it, it can also be how you shoot, how you present this story, whatever the event that happened, basically they hire you to, to kind of through your eyes with your craft, present what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big part of it the execution and how you do it and how you approach it. Are you, is it all going to be close-ups for videos or is it all going to be from the distance? Are you inviting people in the story and you're getting up close and personal or you're more like a documentary style and you're a little bit more away and you're just noticing stuff. It's, it's all about how you shoot too before you even get to the part of like what colors am I going to use or what presets or lots or how I edit this. And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training, good specialized training, something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college, talking about full-time filmmaker, Marco Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below Take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it and it propelled our business. If you've been shooting for like three years and you're really trying to figure out what you like, 
there is a piece of you that should be saying like, I like doing say really tight shots on an 85 millimeter uh, and telling an, an intimate story or yeah. I like getting these like really epic wide shots at these cool, you know, say super unique venues and just being more of a fly on the wall. Like I think that you could, it, it goes back to like having like a very honest conversation with yourself about what you like and what you don't like and then doing exactly what you did, taking what you like, leaving it on your website and then yeah. removing what you don't because then the people say wedding, you know, couples that are, they've watched a ton of videos of people that shoot up close and personal and they come to your website and it's all wide shots. They're going to be like, well, I don't like that style. And that's yeah. okay. Like that, that's perfectly okay. Like it's, you know, you want to work with the couples that match your, your vibe and style. And I'll give you a good example is we personally just don't like shooting in churches. Like it's just, okay. we just, we just don't like shooting in churches. It, I like recording like personal vows that are written between, you know, two people they're you know, getting married, like the wedding that we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that wedding was in like this amazing field. Where, where were we at? Um, we were in the outermost end. Yeah. Yeah. It was the outermost end. So beautiful sunset, like just, you know, the, the reception, cocktail hour, like everything was all in one location. So it's very easy. You know what I mean? Like it's a quote unquote simple day. You're not moving, you know, when you, when you're doing church weddings, the, the biggest thing that I don't like about it is you're going to several locations throughout the day, which really takes a lot of time away from the couple. So right, wrong, or indifferent, if you got to drive a half an hour every 45 minutes, you're losing hours worth of time just traveling back and forth places. So yeah. like I would much, it just makes my life easier to shoot. So if you look at our website, we don't have any wedding videos inside of a church on our website. But you do them because the clients are getting married in the church, right? You just choose not to show them. Well, because we're not showing them, we yeah. rarely get inquiries for them. Which is which is what we're trying the to do. The key of Instagram. <laughs> yeah, like it, to just show it, what you want to Yeah, and if you look at our Instagram because we we went back through, like uh, I want to say, like maybe a year ago, two years ago, I went back through our Instagram account and I took off every post that had something that we didn't want to shoot. And it doesn't mean that we don't love the couple or we didn't yeah. enjoy it. It's just it's not something that we want to do. Like it's just you know we we feel that when you are. Uh, like the wedding that we did, that we can interpret that story better than if we were inside of a church because the church has pretty much the same type of um, like vows, like it's the same harmony, like it's it's always the same stuff, and that to me just isn't very like it's just not very interesting. Like I would much rather capture like the groom telling a very heartfelt story about the bride and then putting that inside of their film. Like that's just yeah. my personal preference. Like it doesn't mean that 
people getting married, like people shouldn't get married in churches. And that like, has nothing to do with that. Like there are plenty of videographers and photographers that love shooting inside of churches and they can, you know, have those clients. Like that's, that's, that's the beauty of niches. Like that's, that's why niches exist. And work. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, now mind you, I'm sorry, I said all that. We did book a wedding yesterday with a church, uh, <laughs> but they were, but they were a super cool, couple like they were a yeah. super cool like the guy's a veteran like we so you know. so do you tell them it's going to be a little coverage from here or are you going to just go for it cover everything and then just you'll see what goes in the edit no i mean they're uh like they're going to do letter readings beforehand and that kind of stuff okay. so maybe like 45 seconds to a minute of their film will be the actual ceremony inside of the church. But like during bride prep, groom prep, that kind of stuff, we're going to overlay the audio from Mm -hmm. the letter readings, the gift exchange, like that kind of stuff. Like we're, we're still going to shift the focus on to, and they know that like I, 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 when, when I do the discovery call with people, I, I ask, there's a bunch of questions that I'm asking to, I put together their wedding film while we're on the call. And I just I nice. take notes and I, I write the film. I like write the rough draft of the film mm-hmm. on the call. And then I talk to them about it. And then you kind of know what to shoot. Mm-hmm. I know exactly right? what I'm shooting. Yeah, no, it's That's all in the great. notes. Like I can go back through the notes from yesterday uh, and tell you exactly what we talked about, what part is going where inside their film and that kind of stuff. And Nice. It makes my life, it makes my life a thousand times I like how your brain easier. works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Workflow, so, next level. <laughs> yeah, well, so I use, we use HoneyBook, shameless plug. And um, I had no, yeah, no, I had no idea there was a notes feature. What? So I, I for know. like two years, I was taking notes on a pad <laughs> of paper and then I realized that there's there is a notes feature inside the project. It just says notes. You just click on yeah. view and it opens up a blank note page. And when I get on the discovery call, uh, I just I take notes inside of that. So if they come back six months from now and they're like, oh, we'd like to book, I could just pull the notes up from the original call. And it's all just yeah. saved inside of that profile. Like I can be like, okay, we didn't lose anything with that. Like it's all right here. Everything that we talked about. So what were you doing before you had like a notebook and every page oh, of the client? It's sitting right here. I had a straight notebook that I was just taking, taking notes inside. Just old school <laughs> with a pen and paper. And then I'd hand it to Brittany and be like, you need to put this somewhere. Because we, we, <laughs> we do tried. Well, exactly. OneDrive. So we, we use Microsoft OneNote. And all of our couples are in it. So I take the questionnaire that's sent out, their discovery call notes. Um, you know, like I, I, I should probably do a podcast just on that. Like we have an entire just on HoneyBook. Well, there's, well, there's, um, we have like twelve, maybe ten pages inside of OneNote for Ooh. every couple. So like vendor hashtags, vendor emails, like we have all of that stuff sitting in there. So I can just go in and copy paste it into an Instagram story the day before. And you know what I mean? Something like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah we, we try to get, we, we try to get pretty organized with these things. Cause you know, 
for us and you, I mean, you got, you have more touch points than we do because you're doing um, engagement shoots and that kind of stuff. But for us, yeah, a really good example is a couple that we booked yesterday. We booked them yesterday and we won't really have another like solid, solid touch point until a month prior to the wedding when we're getting, when we're getting on like a storytelling strategy session or meeting them for yeah. dinner to cover that. So, and I don't even think they want more than that because they're busy. Everyone is busy. Yeah. They don't want to like be bothered with 20 emails. I was thinking that the bridesmaids should do this. Like they yeah, don't want the, that. The bulk of the stuff that, that we do now is all through a planner. And the whole reason why a couple hires a planner is because they don't want to deal with a lot of the mundane stuff. Yeah. So, and a lot of the planners that we are working with now, they have a signature authority. Mm -hmm. So they're signing the contracts on behalf of the couple to where we're not even like that piece of it isn't even touching them. The planner is the one that's paying us. That's, that's, that's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, because the the uh, the couple is cutting a check to the planner for like two hundred grand, and they're like, "Here's your budget." And then the planner will get a hold of us and be like, "Okay, like this is their budget for video, you know, et cetera, et cetera." And these planners already have our our prices and that kind of stuff, like KG, like we. But then you then you kind of have to trust the planner that will they will sell you to the right couples, right? They will match you with the right couples. So you kind of put it in their power. We do. And there's, there is a flip side to all of this because the, how do I want to put this? Where, where we're at just in general terms, the focus becomes a little bit more on the planner. So you want to make a video that not only the couple likes, Mm -hmm. but that the planner likes. Because the planner is the one that's recommending you to couples. Like there, there are a couple planners that we work with that they solely recommend us. It's yeah. you need to book Phil and Brittany and there are no other options. It's here's Phil and Brittany's website. These are the people that you need to book. And that's then that's, that's it. And the, you know, I think that since we're, we're talking about style and that kind of stuff, like you're, once you start going into different markets, like mm-hmm. all of this stuff will start to shift. Like your attention is going to be a little bit, um, like I, I sent one of our wedding films over to a, a really good friend of mine who's a photographer and his starting price is like 20 grand. So wow. for him to walk in the door, it's, it's 20 K. And okay. I I asked him, I was like, I want you to watch our last film, which I was super, super proud of. I was like, this is my best fucking work. I was like, so I sent it to him and I was like, I want you to, I want you to give me some feedback. And he literally wrote back, um, this does not have a luxury feel to it. And he just started tearing that thing Ouch, you asked for it. (laughs) But I did. And what you learn in nuclear is feedback is a gift. And while my pride was severely damaged from that, uh, I unbelievably appreciate what he said because he would know he's in the ultra luxury market. And if you want to get into that market, you are going to have to model things based off what that market is looking for. And is that what you guys want to do? Yeah, we're, we're, we're super close. Okay. 
Like we're we are we're getting the champagne uh, is cold, almost popping yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, I would say within the next, we're we're gonna break the ten thousand mark here in like the next probably two months. Like we'll be great. So I know when it comes to shooting it on the the vineyard, we're sending out uh, proposals and stuff starting at like thirteen grand. Yeah. And because it's so expensive. Yeah, and a lot of people don't want to do it. A lot of people don't want to make the trek over there because it is a logistical nightmare. It is. So I know it is. I know it is. And there are not that many videographers on the island, so it's a good... And the weddings are... Nice. Nice, they, they, and they a lot a of them. Yeah. And they yeah. have a budget, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's it's not cool to say people. that... Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's fun, you know, it's fun. So, but yeah, I mean, and I think that some people don't like that. Like I I was, I was literally on the phone with a friend of ours last night who does wedding videography on the Cape. And, you know, they were asking us like, you know, they were kind of picking our brain about like where we were at and what we were up to and that kind of stuff. And, you know, going through a planner is not for them. Like they just, they like to interact with the couple. They like to build that relationship with the couple. And I like building the relationship too. Um, However, you know, you're after they book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The, the issue that if, if you want to charge like over 10 grand, 15, 20 grand, that kind of stuff, like that work is coming through a planner, a bride, this is right, wrong, or indifferent, but a, a typical bride or groom or, you know, a couple is going to, they're not going to reach out to you on your website if they have a budget of $20,000 for videography. That's sure. not, they, they've already hired a planner at that point. Like there is a yeah. planner, a designer, a sound engineer, a band. Like that's. Unless and, you're one of those geniuses that they just always wanted to have that person photograph their wedding or film their wedding like if you're one of the names in the yeah. industry and they always want it then they'll contact you <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it's very rare that um you know what what i've found and this is just from my personal experience is once you cross that like 7k mark mm-hmm. uh typically those they're they're coming through a planner at that stage like the bulk of our weddings that are eight grand, higher than eight grand, have all come through a planner. There's one open inquiry that we have right now for everything that they had, you know, quote unquote, asked for is uh, just shy of $10,000. And that's the only couple that has ever reached out to us straight through our contact form. And, but they haven't booked. So that's the other piece. Like what they were asking for is that price, but no, but they haven't, you know, signed a, a contract or anything like that. So, you know, they might find somebody who's cheaper for all I know, but they, they, if they did book, they would be the only ones that have came to us with that price tag through our contact form. So how did you make the transition from the seven mark, seven K mark to 10,000 mark? Because, if the planners are the key, did you look around for those planners? You already worked with them? Like how would someone 
So it's, it's all networking. And there's, there's a couple of things that I like preach about over and over and over again. And it's that the same photographer that's charging 20 K has beat something into me. Your network is your net worth. Yes. Like that's like, he has said that to me over and over and he is 100% right. Um, because we started getting involved in different organizations. Like I'm on the board of directors for NACE, the national association of catering and events. I'm the website chair. Um, and the, the people that you meet inside of there, one, I become friends with a ton of people. So it's more than just, you know, it's, it's not about like using people to get somewhere. Like I've jumped genuinely friends with a ton of these people. I second shoot with other videographers in that group all the time. Um, community. But start, yeah. But you, you start to refer each other work. Uh, there are high end luxury planners in there that I've been, you know, become friends with and, you know, one, one big thing is people want to work with other people that they've had a drink with. Now, you know, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating like, let's go get, you know, shit faced and that. Well, kind you of can stuff. have a matcha tea. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. Like people want to work with other people that they built up a relationship with. A hundred percent. Agree. And yes. The best way to do that is joining organizations where these people exist and what, what to get into the luxury, like the ultra luxury market, there is an event called engage and engage goes three times a year. Um, and we're going in June, but the barrier to where is the one in June? Uh, it's in new Orleans. It's at the, uh, the four seasons Mm -hmm. in new Orleans. So, they the barriers to entry are high. It's forty five hundred dollars a ticket to just get into the event. So it cost me and Britt nine grand for just our tickets. That doesn't wow. count our hotel. It doesn't count our airfare. It you know that's just to get in. And we wanted to go to the one in Marrakesh, which is happening wow. next month. However, that's seven thousand dollars a ticket. So it'd be 14K for us to just go and not that doesn't count airfare to Africa, by the way, or the cost (laughs) at the, uh, uh, at the resort. So have you been to one of these? Is it a hundred percent worth the money? Everyone that I know that is charging, you know, higher amounts that are in that luxury market like the upper luxury market go to engage okay so that's and you meet planners uh like Kristen. Kristen was at the last engage nice like that's that's where you like you meet luxury okay. planners um i don't know if you knew if you if you're familiar with like marcy bloom or michelle rago brian raffinelli brian yes yeah, so I've I've done three okay. weddings with Brian. Cool. <laughs> they they are off the rails. Like they're nice. like they are just off the rails. And okay, uh, so when is the next one? June. That's hard to June. make it happen. What's the next one after June? And what's well, happening so, there? 
Like, oh, what's so the you, layout I'd, of the event? So I'd, I'd recommend going to their Instagram, you know, okay. and follow on Instagram because you can go through all of their posts and that kind of stuff because they have these, the events are extravagant. Okay. Like, but it's, they're, they're cool. Like, like PG-13 uh, extravagant or? Yeah, no, not, not like that. I mean, like, uh, when they did the one in London, like two years ago for the first time. So one of the attendees brought his yacht. And okay. all, of, all of the guests went on the yacht and okay. they lifted London Bridge so that the yacht could sit under it. And they launched fireworks from London Bridge. So they had their own I private feel like fireworks I don't display. qualify for this coolness. I feel like it's, I'll be with my carry on. Hi. It's bananas. It is completely bananas. But if you, you know, I'm not, I'm just saying like, if you want to meet the people that kind of you know, are the architects of this market, this is where they go. And, you know, I don't necessarily need to do 20 to $25,000 weddings. Like I had, um, Chris Jesperson from Storybox cinema on and, you know, in his podcast, he made a comment to me as I asked him, I was like, what's your starting price for wedding videos? And his starting price is just, just over 20 K is where he starts. And I asked him, I was like, well, how many weddings do you have booked this year? And he went 23. I was like, okay. And (gasps) uh, he, it goes to engage like that. Isn't the whole point to uh, get less weddings and work less if you, if you charge that? If if I could do 10, $20,000 weddings a year, I'd consider that good. I'd, that's right. I'd be okay right. with that. I would not yeah. be complaining. I would be like, all right, like that's cool. Um, but then if but, you do that and you can get 10 more, <laughs> I guess it's a slippery slope. You, well, you you know, and one of the, one of the things that he talked about is he was like, a lot of people also have a misconception of these weddings because he does a lot of like Lake Cuomo, uh, Santorini, like he's, he's go- yeah. Yeah, he's going all over the place doing these weddings. And he was joking with me about, he's like, you know what it's like to be 106 degrees with 98% humidity in a full-blown tuxedo walking up like a massive hill with all of your equipment? He's like, I looked so bad one day, a groom asked if I needed help. (laughs) He's like, it's not as glamorous as people make it out to be. He's like, you're not vacationing at these spots. He's like, you're literally leaving, you know, day one, trying to get footage offloaded, trying to get things recharged. You're trying to make, you know, a one minute cut for them. You're, you know, you're working, working, working. You pass out, get up the next morning because you got to get the drone up to get the sunrise. You got to start shooting B-roll inside the city. But he's like, it's, it's work. It's not like you go and you're. And he was like, and you don't add uh, additional days because you're staying at these five-star resorts that are like a thousand bucks a night. He's like, so if you stayed an extra three days with like your wife and kids, he's like, you have zero profit. He's like, cause you've spent all of your money just, and you know, it was really funny listening to him talk about it. Cause he was like, well, you know, you are getting paid more. He's like, you're also doing a lot more. A lot more. And, yeah, I guess. But. So with the photog though, you y'all just <laughs> clicking. I'm mad. Hey, Carrie, but, Carrie, but <laughs> hate, 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 hate. I'm just over here drinking Haterade. 
but in the in the same time, yeah, you you guys work more. I agree on that. But in the same time, we do the social work. We like. Oh yeah. In the yeah, wedding whole, day, we yeah. make shit happen, and you guys record it. And I just want to yep, switch one. Much. Like, take the couple, do your job. I'll just sit here and take pictures. I would love that. <laughs> but I do that. We we have our own stuff that we try to get. Like, I'm not the I'm not the type of person that just sits behind the photographer. Like, I know the the photographer needs a break. So Brittany and I, we have like ten kind of go to poses that we like. So yeah. while the photographer is like flipping through a photo or, you know what I mean? Like looking like we can jump in and do stuff and, uh, rather than just what you said, like, cause there are plenty of people that just want to sit back and let the photographer they just direct everything. Back. And you know, they don't yeah. say a word. There's that creepy guy in the background with the camera. Don't be. Yeah. Uh, I did. I had, I had one videographer. I won't say who he just literally didn't do anything. He just <laughs> stayed behind me. And whatever I was telling the couple throughout the day, that's what he recorded. It's basically a video interpretation of my interpretation. Of the photos. Yeah. And that's, and that doesn't work for video. So here's, here's a million dollar tip for people. Uh, if you're just recording the photographer's pose, and then you want to slow that down to 60 frames a second and you're slowing that down or whatever, you literally have a still photo for four seconds and that's not the point of video like that is not the point of video like that's just a what slideshow do you mean? at that stage you've just made a, you can do that on iMovie just making a slideshow and so, we do slideshows now so you're in danger yeah uh, but what was I going to say yeah I mean get getting into that higher market like we're we're really close and I right. there's there's another engage in October and it's in Ireland. Wow. Um, okay. And that, that one's, that one's six grand a ticket, I believe. Plus your airfare, plus your stay, but it's like in a castle, like a full blown castle. Like these things are not, this isn't like the, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, the, the, the Kinta Inn and Suites, the Q U Q U I N T A. <laughs> you're not staying, you're not staying at these like shit hotels. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you know, you're not Side at like a red motel. Roof. Yeah. You're not at like the red roof in at these places either. You're staying, you know. So I do you say, dress uh, like Titanic dinner? Upper floor? Yeah, no, there's, there are, a, no, there are events. Like there are full on like orchestrated events. Like you should really flip through the Instagram and look at it because you could be like, holy shit. I will. Like I think the last one. Uh, they had DJ Valentina and she's a no bullshit DJ. Like I seen her performing and was like, oh my God, like I know exactly who that, cause I like house music and that kind of stuff. I was like, okay. oh my God, like that's just like, she's a, she's a big deal. And, uh, uh, so they, they do like these full on curated events. And who's they, who's behind this thing? You know, I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Well, it's awful. Okay. But there, there, there were there were two two ladies that founded it, and now I'm sure they have a team that's kind of running it Probably. because it is a lot of planning. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on over those three days, and it's you know you are attending seminars, mm -hmm. you know that's talking. You guys like Brian are giving uh, you know classes and that kind of stuff and. Um, but 
you know, then you're also networking. So there's, you know, there's, there's two things that two AKA big things. drinking, looking pretty, having a laugh. Yeah. And I mean, and a lot of these networking organizations, like I'm in NACE, we have a monthly meeting and those meetings are networking events. They are also, yeah, curated. you mentioned that there's, there's a lot of work that goes into curating these events. Like they are planned, uh, you know, a, I'll give you a good example. Our last meeting was at the Newbury in Boston. That's an unbelievably nice wedding venue. In fact, the first wedding that I did with Brian Raffanelli was at the Newbury. It's so, all a circle. All a yeah, circle. no. And, and the, you, you just need to get in the circle. Like that's, and like I said, that's for some people. That's not for other people. And I think that uh, a good place to start is joining groups like ILEA, NACE, WIPA, uh, I think DWP Congress is another one, you know, just finding your local chapter for these things, which would be hard for you because you're on the island. So it's, well, you know, yeah. I have a lot more options being close to the city of Boston. And, you know, no, like if I you do wanted to come to a groups. NACE meeting, it would be, a you know, you'd have to take the ferry across. And the, like, that'd be a nightmare. Um, so come to America from America. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're coming. You're coming to America. For coming America. to America. <laughs> well, if you just if you're just starting out and this is too expensive for you, you could also join or create your own little local bubble. Just go yeah, introduce absolutely. yourself to all the planners and grab a coffee with them. Just be human, right? I'll, I'll give you the the best piece of advice that I have done for a lot of these is, uh, making videos for these people. Exactly. And pictures. If you, if that's your gem. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I told Kristen the next time that we, that we're shooting a wedding with her, that I'll, I'll make her like a 60 second behind the scenes cut. Yeah. Yeah. I just did it for a a, a luxury designer here in the city. And don't expect just this people to, talk highly of you and recommend you. You have to give them something in return. So make a cool portrait of them on the wedding day of them working yeah. or behind the scenes or a video or a reel or whatever, a little thing to make their life easy. It's great. I always build, go. You have, you have to build that relationship. Like you can't. Yeah. I always go in the catering tent and say hi to everyone and ask if they want like a staff picture or so many, so many venues on the island have my pictures there on their website at the about me page or portraits or that. Cause it's yeah. so easy to offer. And then those venues will recommend you to their couples. Like it's not, yeah, you know, it's, I, I think one thing that I noticed last year, a lot last year was we would be working with a photographer that we had never worked with before. And within the first 15 minutes they are just talking shit about the videographers that they had worked with the week before. Like, so I don't know what, I know that everybody was burnt out. I know everybody was doing a lot of work and that kind of stuff, but burning a bridge is not a good idea. Or their clients. I don't like that either. Just talk, you know, some people like to bash the clients from last week. They were so hard to deal with. Like, it's fine. Just, you're going to meet all sorts of people. Yeah. And I, by and large, there was only one photographer that I've ever worked with that was 
I, I don't even want to say difficult. The only issue that I had was that they stood about three feet in front of the couple during a ceremony that was in a church. <laughs> Your favorite. All, all you heard was the shutter just, I mean, going a mile a minute. And I could see the look on guests' faces because nobody could see the couple, including me. And I had three cameras running and I was like, oh my God, they are in every angle. Wow. Because they were so close to the couple. Like there was no, so, I mean, there's nothing I can do, but shoot it. Like that was, but on the complete opposite, like the, on the, the flip side of that though, hundred percent nice person, like very easy to like, just, there was just a couple of times where I was like, what is going on? Did you here? say anything? Did you say, no, what you do you want me to do? walk up to the things? altar and <laughs> tell them to back up? Like, cause a part of me, Give thought them an eye contact. <laughs> I couldn't, their back was to everybody. Go. Ouch. So yeah, no, it was a very, and then, you know, we've worked with other photographers that just operate very quick. Mm-hmm. Like it's snap, snap, move, snap, snap, move, snap, snap, move. And, uh, you know, for video, that doesn't translate at all. Like yeah. there's no physical, like I can't take a two second clip and try to use it. Like it's just not. Well, that's work. why you have just, to step in. Yeah, and we do. And that's what, I, but it's building that rapport beforehand. That's one reason why we reach out to the photographers. Like Brittany will tag them in an Instagram post. She'll send them a message or shoot them an email. Um, like I'm sure if you go back through your stuff, you'll see a message. From you Brittany guys reached out. Yeah. 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 And it's because we want to build that rapport before we get there. And then all of a sudden we have this like vitriolic relationship. Like that's not. And plus we're also, we try to be really easy to work with. There's only... There's only a couple hard stops that I have. One is the toasts. Like there are certain things during the toast that like we just can't do. It just looks ugly on video. And my joke to photographers is how many couples have bought toast photos? Like how many people are hanging a toast photo on the wall? (laughs) Exactly. Just need one good one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so, but by and large. Wedding in Europe don't even have it. So. They don't even have that part. No. Mm. Which is great. Weddings in Romania for 24 hours. (laughs) They don't have story sound amazing. (laughs) Well, you stay an hour and a half in the church only. An hour and a half. That's a full house. And everyone is there. And you don't sit because there are no chairs in our churches. So everyone stands. And then the couple is surrounding the holy thing three times. And then with. (laughs) <laughs> with huge candles and stuff. It's, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> I like I like how you definitely just told people how religious you were when you said the holy thing. They were going around this holy thing a few times. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pull that one out. That's definitely gonna make the cut for uh, the snippet. <laughs> you know, when the couple's well, going hey, around the holy thing. <laughs> you said nothing is off. <laughs> no. I, I do want I do want to ask one other thing because we've we have been I try to limit my podcast episodes to thirty minutes and we've been talking for an hour and a half. Cool. Uh, <laughs> it's a special. It's a spring special. I do. I was literally joking with my last guest about how I just do such a shit job in trying to keep my podcast to thirty minutes. Like I don't know what I just can't. Uh, just say it's an hour. Why do you do that? I, 
No, I'm going to break no. it up. I'm going to do a part one and part two. Oh, okay. uh, I have to like we we've literally it's, it's I've been recording for an hour 32 minutes and five seconds and you still so, have one point go <laughs> well I do I well there's there's always one question that I like to ask everybody now that's kind of like my go-to thing was there one question that I didn't ask that you wish that I would have when it came to like finding your style and that kind of stuff was there a question that you didn't ask well, finding your style is such a complex subject, and I could talk about it for five parts of your podcast. Um, I don't know. I feel like we touched everything. I don't know. My brain is a little foggy right now. If you have a question, if we didn't touch something about finding your style, I feel like the the whole idea about finding your style is truly be yourself don't be afraid to be yourself and do things for yourself and not for the industry or your clients or what you think the trend is or whatever it is don't be scared just go with it and people will find you i like that that was an advice not a question yeah no i think that's gonna make the actual cut i'll (laughs) wave the other thing so let Just, me, uh, what? yeah, let, let, no, I was going to say, let me wrap things up and then we can, we can shoot the shit about formula one here in a second. Uh. That was the real question. When you said, what's the one question that I didn't ask and you wish I asked, I was like, yes, who's going to be the 2022 formula one driver of the year is it the year for red bull <laughs> no well a year for red bull red bull just for won. mercedes yeah Cheaters. no let's but, not uh, talk about that yeah no i i have a feeling um this is completely not wedding related for those of you that are listening uh, <laughs> but i i have a feeling that hamilton is going to retire i because he's this waiting year? Yeah, he's he's waiting on this decision from the FIA to come down on what uh, Massey had done because okay. it, it it's and this is nothing against Verstappen because for for the we lost all the listeners right now they've all tuned out. Uh, <laughs> this is this you is, never know. <laughs> yeah, well, this is this is nothing against Verstappen because he's an amazing driver, but he was definitely losing that race. That race yes. was done. Yeah, and. You I'm know, so I happy can't you think, said that. Yeah, and I, I can't, you know, I can't think of the guy that had the accident because I'm pretty sure he's going to Mercedes this year. Um, but, like, he talked about getting death threats because yes. of that. Like, it's somehow his fault. And no, that's wasn't, what I was that wasn't that Latifi? Yeah, it might, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Latifi. Yeah, and, but to just arbitrarily move Verstappen up to have him start wheel to wheel on the final lap right after he got brand new tires is just like, dude, what is, and he's like, it's, it's called a moto race. Cause obviously we were all yeah. watching it live. And I was like, Oh my God, what is going on yeah. right now? Like it, and Lewis had to take, to, to move past those four cars. He had to, and Max did it. They just pushed him away Yeah, in front. Yeah. And he was what still, he was like a solid 12 seconds in front of him too. 
it wasn't like there was this close gap. Like they, they let Verstappen through, but they didn't let the other people, which was also really strange. Cause I want to say, uh, Ricardo was talking about it and that kind of stuff. And, and again, it's nothing against Verstappen. I think that he's an amazing driver and he's definitely going to be a returning world champ. Like he's definitely he is a good yeah. driver. However, that race was not his to win at that point. Like he was, that, that race was over. And that race was over. So you think, think he'll that, retire or he'll have, he'll well, have right, one last dance, which will be epic. I don't think so. And the reason being is come because on. I have a feeling the FIA is going to come down and say that Massey didn't do anything wrong. And that's going to be the straw that breaks Hamilton's back. I think that'll be it for him. Have you noticed, have you seen his Twitter or Instagram feed? Yes, he's uh, he was off a little bit for a while, off social media. He is not back. Lewis. He, he isn't come back. He was back today, but with just like personal stuff. Hey, this is where I vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the so, car is going to be announced in a couple of days, so we'll see if he's going to be there and excited. <laughs> yeah. It's Probably, be, yeah. It's in a couple you know, of days. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was a very very strange, very strange uh, race. Anyways, let me wrap this up real quick so we can we keep talking <laughs> about this here in a second. So, Larissa, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, you know, obviously, it was great speaking with you. You have to go check out her work. You can find her on Instagram at Larissa Stinga Photography or her website, which is www.larissatac, which is a little dash thing stinga.com uh which we'll have both of those in the show notes so people can just click on it and you know be sure that you like and subscribe to our youtube channel make sure you're following our podcast uh, don't forget to join our private facebook group wedding videography for beginners we sincerely hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will see everyone next week all right out are you backing up your footage is it seamless running in the background and easily available bring in backblaze the world's easiest cloud backup Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.